0: Hello, and welcome to Eastgate Community Church. We are so glad you've joined us to listen to this message
1: from our weekend encounter. We pray you are encouraged by what you are about to hear. So we kind of have a plan, but I just always open and listening uh, to what the Lord wants to do uh, for sure. So um, this Wednesday, Uh, This last Wednesday, this is going to kind of piggyback a little bit off of what we did, but it's okay if if you weren't here because then most of you guys were We just talked about repentance and how good it is and how really, really, really good repentance is and uh, how we've made repentance uh, out to be uh, almost like a shameful thing. Like it's more wrapped up, it has more to do with shame and sin than it does with grace and the love of God and Him to come in and transform our minds and transform our thinking and actually give us His thoughts. And so that's what repentance truly is, when we give him something, we give him our weakness, our brokenness, our sin, and then he gives, and what's really about is what he gives us back, which is his mind, his ways, his thoughts, his, his love, his perspective. And it's, a, it's a literally, we've, we've, we've um, I don't want to say mistranslated, but the word just doesn't match what was being spoken by Paul, what that word really is. And it's a Greek word um, that means a radical mind shift, a radical perspective. Change so it's we've made a lot more to do with confessing and and, and shame and sin and that's the, giving him our sins the first part of it but then it's what we, we receive back from him that's really the power of repentance so it's just in a nutshell I encourage you to go back and grab that uh, message it's on our YouTube channel but it was just really awesome with the word speaking and how it's just amazing to me is when we start digging into this stuff and he's revealing things like how much he loves and cares for us, how much he's for us and how much he wants to give uh, to us. And it's so different uh, than, than I've thought, it's so different than uh, maybe a lot of the things that we've heard before, but he really is so much better uh, than we've ever thought or ever imagined before. So that Wednesday night we were talking and the other thing I love, about this place and so many others as well. It's just it's not a, a one man thing or a one woman thing, but this is the body working together. And so, well, the most powerful thing that happened for me last Wednesday was the, a conversation that happened afterwards. So we were just talking about some things, you know, in our lives and in my life and in others. And after after the service was even over, and so uh, me and Sonia uh, and Brian were standing up here talking and uh and the word just dropped i love how he just drops these like these keys i've been hearing it a couple people said it but um small keys open up big doors and so in these conversations with people it's really cool when you start hearing jesus in someone else like ephesians 1 talks about the glorious riches of inheritance in the saints so when we start seeing jesus in each other he starts dropping little keys down and you're like oh my gosh like i know she just said that but Jesus just said that. So I'm going to pick that up and I'm going to use that. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just powerful. And so you don't have to have a microphone or a ministry or business card with the title. But um, You can just be uh, out of your relationship and intimacy with the Lord and radically change and shift someone's life. So I shared that with Sonia and I would like for her to come up and just share a little bit, if you don't mind, uh, with us and that's probably not the thing she loves to do the most, but it was just so good. So we were just talking a little bit about some things that were going on, and she just dropped this this massive key and it just had to do, it, particularly for her, with patience. But it was anything, and so this week, uh, well, I just have you share, and I want to share kind of what happened out of that. Hello, I uh, don't get up in front of people, so
0: um, so yeah, what he's talking about is. Um, you know, all my life, most of the time we ask God for patience. You know, God, give me patience, and we see the things about our lives that we need patience in. And, and so, you know, I, I had been doing that for a long time, and, and then I heard a message at church uh, about uh, the minister was talking about missed opportunities how God sends us out to to uh, minister to to the world and to people around us, and how He is uh, He's going to be with us and then the guy says that uh, when we miss these opportunities that you know we recognize them afterwards but that the Lord has patience with us. And so I heard that and at that point, you know, the scripture tells us if you have ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And so I went home and I was like, "Oh, oh man, I got it." I was like, God has patience with me, and you you hear that, and you know that, you, you, you believe that, you believe that He has love for you and all these things for you, but at that moment, I took it in as like, okay, so if my Father has patience with me, then I have patience, and so it needs to grow in me, but I just stopped right then, I just looked up to heaven and raised my hands, and I said, Father, thank you that you have patience with me today. And I just continue to do that every day in my prayer life. And as I walk my life out now and I encounter people, I notice these little seeds of patience flowing out of me toward people. Mm -hmm. And it was just, uh, it's just receiving something instead of working for it. Like Mm -hmm. you receive your salvation. By grace through faith. Well, everything else comes through grace as well that you need, and so that's what happened to me. I just began thanking the Father for His patience with me, and I began to actually walk in more patience and have more. And it's not something that you actually just know that it's done. It's like a, you know, it's a thirty-sixty-hundred-fold type thing. The more that you release it or you see the Holy Spirit, let it come out of you in in little moments that aren't, um, they're not going to be hard things for you to to sow patience into, it'll be little little things so that you can pass that test, so to speak, but that that seed gets sown and it grows in you and um, I just thank Him for that revelation.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Give a hand for this song. Thank you. I was just hitting me again while she's sharing that song. I just want to walk through that. So, if you need something with the Lord, it's not about fighting for it to get it, but it's realizing that He's been that for you. So, she's talking about patience. So, she, you know, needing patience with someone, but just first realizing He's had patience with you. And so if he's extended patience to you then you've already received patience and so you're not trying to earn something you don't already have but you just get to open up and release something that he's already given to you and that was just like you know just blew i know it's so simple and so good uh, but it was just one of those moments uh, that really blew my mind uh, in an awesome way so i was thinking like how much like what else do i have like all this stuff that the lord's been to me that i've already received that I already have, you know, and sometimes I try to fight for it or work for it, but it's like, you know, if I've received it from him, I've already had it, and so, I don't know, that's just awesome, so I, I don't even want to just pass that by, it's um, like a good word, but I just want just, to, I just pray here into that, and, uh, and just receive that as the Lord would speak it to us, so, and just, if it helps, just put your hands out in front of you like you're receiving a gift, and so, Father, we just thank you for this truth, God, for this for this small key, Lord, that will open up massive doors, if we have ears to hear. And so, Lord, I pray that you give us ears to hear uh, what it means to first receive from you the things that we need, or to come boldly before your throne of grace. God, to just be like a child that comes into your arms and receives uh, just goodness from you, Lord. And everything that we receive from you, then we we have, and then we can uh, access and we can tap into, Lord, and then we can turn around. Uh, as maturity comes, Lord, release the very things that you've given into us, Lord, release them out into the world around us, into our relationships, Lord, into the, the atmosphere, Lord, into the friends and, and co workers and family around us, or that we get to release the very gifts of God, the very essence of your presence and your glory that you've given to us, and your goodness and your kindness. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, anything that we need right now, or that we've been asking for, maybe we've been fighting for, or that you would just. Unlock that thing inside of us that says we've already received it from you. And if we haven't yet, or that we would first receive it from you. or we just even come as little children and ask you, Lord, for for this thing in our life, for this issue, or for this matter. For you're a good father that loves to give good gifts to your children. And we are your children. So we just thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. So good, even this week, I was uh, mowing. And something small, and it's always, it, well, it's not always, it's often something small that happened that day. It's just like little God keys open up big doors, sometimes little small demon pebbles make <laughs> <laughs> big, big tidal waves in our emotions, in our soul. And uh, so that's something that happened, it was just the other day, I was, was, something happened during the day, so I'm gonna go out mowing, I thought, uh, and it's just bothering me, it's just like, a rock in my shoe like what is going on and so i like, i'm going to go low and i'm not going to take music or anything i just want to pray because it's going to be glorious i'm going to encounter jesus and i'm going to just go around all in the spirit that's going to be so good and so for an hour and 45 minutes i was just punching like my soul like trying to get it into shape you know because this thing that was like stuck this little tiny thing was just bothering me and, um, and I kept trying to like push it out of the way. because like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to, this is not what I'm interested in dealing with. I came out to have this like amazing glory time with the Lord. And um, and it just wouldn't go away. And so I find myself like, it was that like minute by minute and second by second, like trying to fight through, you know, you'd be like, shut up. And then I thank you, Jesus. And then like your mind, like immediately is already off, like arguing or, or defending, you know, doing all this. Stupid, stupid stuff, and, and I was like, You know, no, I'm not gonna do that. So then I was like, I'm just gonna speak in tongues. So you do, you know, do that, and, like, bye, 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 bye. and then you know, two seconds later, I'm already off, and it's just like, Bam, 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 feeling like I'm down in that like trench warfare. And then you know, the Lord again came and was just like, What are you doing? I'm, like, I'm Taking every thought captive, I am being victorious and winning. <laughs> I was not. I was failing miserably, and, uh, very, very miserably. But you know what I'm talking about? It's just like, yeah. and it's just coming up and coming up. And I know it's my heart. I'm not blind. You know, I knew it wasn't anything else but like what was inside me. But even with the realization that it wasn't someone else, I was still trying to like just punch it in the nose myself. And then this, like what Sonia had shared it just popped back up and like, what is the thing that needs to happen here? And so I was like, this needs to happen, this, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. And then he said, well, have you not, like, what are you doing? You know, you're trying to force it yourself. Just, have you not received it? And now just release the very things that I've given to you. Um, And man, like just immediately after an hour and 30 or 45 minutes of of that trench warfare, that was really nothing. It was just a waste, you know, it was really just boxing the air, I guess. Um, just in that moment, or that deal, that revelation, that understanding, just washed that whole thing away, and I just had peace, and, it, and again, it didn't have anything externally, it was all what was on the inside, and so I was just really, really thankful for that, and uh, I want to take these things and apply them, and it's so good that the Lord will allow stuff to come up, so we don't just hear good things, but I think that we're responsible for what we hear, and we're responsible for the good Uh, gifts that the word's giving to us and then he will uh, give opportunities um, in his goodness for us to apply these things because it's not until we actually apply them that we really honor him for them because you don't you know that's how we honor him is how we uh, work out the things that he's put inside of us how we use and value the things you know and so it's like you know if someone gives you a christmas gift and you just put it off to the side never open it it's not very like honoring of them but it's not just opening it but it's in using it and applying it into that in these situations so just really thankful for that And so this morning i just kind of want to piggyback a little bit off of that uh the repentance and even that kind of thing i think that really set up for me uh, where we're going to go here this morning so we're, we're made for encounter uh, and so that's why my whole mind shift in these last i don't know you know last couple of years you know for sure but even the last months it just keeps snowballing and growing big for my mind shift to switching to I am made to encounter the Living God I'm made to speak with my Father uh, to walk with Jesus to be filled and and flow with and through the Holy Spirit and not just in like good church words but I mean like in real life I mean like when it really matters in my day-to-day not just having good messages or singing good songs but like I want to know my father and I'm going to walk with him, I'm going to see him, I'm going to experience him uh, in ways that I don't even understand and don't even comprehend right now. Like I feel like he has systematically been uh, breaking down and tearing down the structures in my mind. So I shared this with a couple people, I don't know if I, anyways I don't know if I've shared this here, but uh, he was showing me through a couple different things and just confirming in a couple different ways that he's been wanting to, he is coming in and has been dismantling thought structures systems and filters that are inside of me and they're in my I know you know they're in my mind and there may be more um, but you know I just realized we don't even hear like each other and you know, we don't even hear God directly we hear everyone through a system like through a structure and we you can call it doctrine or theology or relational experience or whatever but we hear people through things and he's wanting to get rid of the through things and just do something a little bit different. Um, and, and so I, he was like speaking, and then I, it's like I don't even hear what he's speaking, but I first filter it through this thing and then it pops out something that makes sense based on all these understandings I've had or these assumptions I've made or these experiences that I've had. And just realizing, man, I'm missing of what he's really saying to me, because it's first like, no, it couldn't mean that because of this, and it couldn't mean, so it's like he's giving me something and I'm shaping it into an image that I'm comfortable with and then receiving that deal. So anyways, I've just seen kind of like a word picture, what are like structures that are supported by pillars that really make up like our reality, that make up the world that we we see, that we think we see around us and how we filter everything. And in his loving kindness, I think he wants to come and remove those structures. Um, take dismantle those things piece by piece I think he's really gentle but I'm kind of a uh, uh, an intense person when it comes to that kind of t- type of stuff so I just asked him you don't have to be gentle I just want it all gone so we'll see how that goes and maybe that's maybe he won't do that because he's like oh, okay that's cute but um, it's just like I want this stuff gone because I really want to hear you and I really want this I want this right but I want this right as well and I just see how much junk is in the way um and so it's like okay lord you're going to take these structures down you're going to take these uh thought processes down these you know they're everything from like cultural relevance and scientific understanding and reasoning and sometimes many of the doctrines that we've grown up in and, and understandings in the church that we've had uh just from maybe immature years people that didn't know or ignorance of lots of things you know one of those in the church is you know most people are still not even sure if the Holy Spirit's for today and the gifts of the spirit are for today That's a structure. That's a that's a, a thing that we built and put into place uh, that, That's really a blockage and in all these things if you want to kind of go back into the spiritual uh, Language the principalities because a principality isn't always necessarily a demon But it's just a thing that stands and blocks a gate, you know, so that's that's what a, a principality is So it can be a thought process uh, I think that lots of this stuff, obviously, has demonic ties into it as well, but it just doesn't have to be this full-out, massive, powerful demon in there. It could just be something that we've agreed to or something that we've, uh, that we've accepted. But he wants to take these things down, um, I really believe in this, in this season for myself and I think for us as well. And I thought, or what are you gonna replace it with? You know, what, if this is what I build, what do you wanna build? What do you wanna put it in place uh, of these deals? And he was like, nothing. And I literally saw the picture of him like putting him. So these, it's like me, structures, and then him. And then it's like he moved that and just pushed me up against him and like sewed me into his side, which is really weird, I guess, if you were to really do that. But it was like hemming me in to his side. So there's nothing in between and when he speaks of me. It's just like, you know, just inside of him. And that's scary because you can't control that. You can't control what he says. I can't control what he says to you. I can't I can't put something in there. And I'm like, oh, no, when he says this, he really means that. Like, when we really get here as a people, we're we're, we're hemmed into a side. And it's like, that's real knowledge. It's real relationship. That's real, real authority whenever it's coming from that way. And it's not being filtered through these things. So we're not even talking about this morning, so that, any of that. So that was all. Enjoy that. Um, there you go. <laughs> we're made for encounter that's why I was saying um, and there's lots of this stuff so I guess it, it ties up in there a little bit but there's lots of things that we're made for encounter but we need to be renewed and redeemed here and so Ephesians 4 it's Sunday so we'll read the Bible Ephesians 4:17. I'm gonna read out of the amplified so if you're on your phone you can follow along <clears throat> but we're made for Encounter, we're made to know Him, we're made to see Him. Um, like, really, really, that's another one of these uh, these misunderstandings that's been appropriated by the church is that we can't see God, and that's crazy um, and it's not true uh, at all. And so, I just encourage you to go search it out that you can see your Father, you can really, really see Him, uh, you, can mm-hmm. see uh, you can see Jesus, you're filled, you're already filled with the Holy Spirit, you can see Him as well. Uh, we've taught the church how to hear, and it's time we teach the church how to see. You know, lots of the church now, like talk about the global church understands hearing God, uh, and even if they don't, they understand it, and it's time that we now teach people how to see Him. Because seeing Him is not relegated to the super prophets, uh, but, it's releg- it's, but it's for and it's reserved for the sons and daughters uh, of the King, and as well as smelling and feeling and tasting and all these things, all our senses. Uh, they're not just relegated to gifts or offices, uh, but they're for us. There's the other deal. It was real challenging. Uh, I was praying the other day. Uh, I was actually here doing one of our prayer sets for Time to Revive and just praying into a couple of different things. The Lord was showing me a couple of things. And then I literally saw Jesus showing up in the people's homes in Rockwall. Like, boom, and you know, ladies washing dishes and Jesus is standing next to her. And it's just like, wow. And then offices, you know, like uh, you know, people folding clothes in the back of a store, and then boom, Jesus is standing there. And he said, I'm, you know, we've been comfortable with him appearing to Muslims in the Middle East, because that's really far away. We don't have to deal with that. Even though the church doesn't believe that we can see him, we're okay with him, like, showing up to Muslims and getting them saved. But he's saying, I'm, you know, I'm coming to Rockwall, and I'm literally going to walk into people's rooms in Rockwall. And not just in all the cities around I me. Mean, that's just what he was saying. That's what I was seeing. But uh, in these areas, but it was real. It was just challenging. Like he was going to come into our homes. And he's going he, People are gonna get saved in Rockwall that don't know him or maybe think they do. And he's gonna walk in. And because of what the foundation that we're laying. The atmosphere that we're shifting. Many people are going to get saved through us as hands and feet, but I believe we're going to start seeing many, many more. As the nations get saved in a day, I mean, Jesus just starts showing up. You know, well, we do. It's, mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> uh, that's right. We do our part for sure, and so this isn't any kind of. But he, he, you know, he's not bound by the Bible. The Bible is true, but we like to use the Bible as a prison. What the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit can and can't do, and it's not a prison; it's just an expression of Him. Uh, but He is on His throne; they can also show up in your living room. And so, even just just as a child of us, when I'm sitting in prayer, like I'm like freaking myself out because I think I hear something like, "Oh, Jesus is here," you know. Uh, today I was eating breakfast, and no one was around, and I, like, I thought I saw something, and my heart started beating really fast, so like, you know, because I'm really expecting to to, to see and to, to be with him, that he would come, since you know, like he knocks on the door, and wants to come in and eat with us. So I was eating, and maybe he's hungry, <laughs> I don't know, I just do whatever he wants. So Ephesians four seventeen. 17, uh, so this I say and solemnly testify in, this, in the name of the Lord, as his presence as in his presence that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do or the ungodly do in their uh, preser- uh, in their continuing in the folly, the vanity and the emptiness of their souls and the futility of their minds. Their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is uh, clouded. They are alienated, estranged and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. This is because of the ignorance the want of knowledge and perception, the willful blindness that is deep seated in them due to their hardness of heart. Verse 19, in their spiritual apathy, they have become callous in past feeling, reckless and have abandoned themselves as prey to unbridled sensuality, eager and greedy to indulge in every form of impurity that their depraved desires may suggest and demand but you did not learn so in Christ. Verse 21, assuming that you have really heard him and have been taught by him, as all truth is in Jesus, it's embodied and personified in him. Strip yourselves of your former nature, pull off and discard your old unrenewed self, which characterized your previous manner of life and comes corrupt through us in desires that spring from delusion. And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual aptitude. And put on the new nature, the regenerated self, created in God's image, Godlike in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. I love that last part and that amplified, talking about we're created in God's image, and it's so bold to say Godlike in righteousness and holiness. And I just love that. It's pretty, it, it, you been saying that almost sometimes. It's less and less now for me because I just keep saying it, but it almost feels like sacrilegious. Okay. But we're created in God's image, which would make us God-like. It's really awesome. Not that He's God. We're not, but He's created us in this, and He's given us all this good stuff. So we have this new nature. This is um, a little summation of Wednesday. We have this uh, new nature where old people, old, old men died, were co-buried with Christ, were co-crucified with Him, but were co-raised in the new resurrection life with him. And so this is our spiritual reality. We talked about it on Wednesday, Romans 6. Go check that out. It's, a, it's an amazing, just one of the few amazing places that just kind of catalogs and details who we are in Christ and are we're, we're dead to sin, we're alive to him. Uh, and it's an amazing thing. But we have these, this problem of we're in a spiritual reality of we're seated with him, we're godlike in righteousness and in holiness but then we have this little, just these two little problems called our soul and our body. And so there's a spiritual reality where our spirit's already there, it's already been done, but we have yet to outwork, to work out these two areas in our lives. And so that we're made for encounter, but we have these blockages uh, as human beings that were born into sin. And even though Jesus has done this work inside of us, he does, he does this one huge part which is our spirit he regenerates our spirit in the moment of salvation we're seated with him in heavenly places he renews us we're redeemed we're whole it's finished it's complete our spirit is done in his eyes Um, but he leaves these other two parts i think for a really cool reason in that he makes the way possible but then he invites us into a process of walking this out with him and really beginning to uh, apply his goodness and his nature uh, to these parts of who we are and so that's what we're doing this morning and so just to realize uh, we have traded in uh, we have participated in or or literally trade so when you trade into something uh, you trade into a system you become a part of that system so when you trade like I have no stocks right now and so I'm not a part of the New York Stock Exchange, I'm not a part of the stock system, the global stock system. But when I trade into that thing, when I buy something or I engage into that, now I'm a part of that system. I'm a, I've, I've sown into that system and I've reaped from that system. And so even to start just looking at the things that we've done in our bodies and done to our souls as we have traded in to sin and iniquity in so many different areas. I don't have to talk about that. I mean, we know that, probably when I say that, you thought of like one or two things at least in our lives that we've traded into this stuff and so uh, there's a redeeming and a renewing that needs to happen in a couple different places and these are all like soul dimensions but it would be in our thoughts in our imaginations um, and, and obviously again, with our actions we've, we've done these things as well so our, our will just all these inside soul places that we have our spirits made right with the Lord and he's in the process of redeeming our souls and our bodies as well but we need to participate with him and just realize that we have traded into systems that we have sown into sin and iniquity in these places and there's we're not stuck there uh, but he doesn't just snap his fingers most of the time and take all that stuff away Uh, maybe I don't know Maybe he doesn't ever do that, I'm not sure. But uh, he didn't for me, I'm probably pretty sure he didn't for you guys as well. So there's kind of a working out that we need to do with these things. But just to understand um, what was done before Christ is, is covered, but there's still these scars, there's still these wounds, there's still these uh, places inside of us. And then even after, I know I got saved like legitimately for real and encounter with the Lord when I was five years old. So most of my life has been after Christ. I'd say all my sin for the most part has been after Christ. So whether it's before or after, um, you know, he, he, there's forgiveness and there's covering. so we're not talking about whether you're going to hell or not as a believer, uh, but we still need to deal with some of these wounds that, that sin makes uh, in our soul. And so just as a, uh, and here's how it gets real practical. So we're made for encounters. So just like I was going out that uh, afternoon, that evening to mow, or if you've ever, this happens, I feel like just every day, uh, you're going to encounter the Lord. You're going in prayer. You're going to worship. And for me, it's not so much in worship, but but definitely in prayer, just sitting and contemplating with the Lord. Um, and you're just like, oh, you know, Lord, you're so good. You're so faithful. You're so true. And then maybe even get stirred up, and you're like, oh, yeah. You start remembering who you are and, you know, powerful in Him. And, and then, and then boom, like this thought comes in your mind, and it just totally kills where you were. You're like, oh. You know maybe it's a it's been a couple different deals so i just want to kind of broaden this out maybe it's a thought of something you've done in in the past uh, no matter how recent or far back that past may be maybe it's something you've done maybe it's something that's been done to you uh, in that same way maybe it's just an imagination like something you've seen uh, maybe it's just like that night when i was mowing it was nothing that was actually done I was like engaging in vain imaginations and literally arguing and fighting in my imagination. I don't know if, you've ever, if that makes sense or if you've ever done that before. So it wasn't even connected to like a thing, it was just like junk in my heart coming out into my imagination, grabbing it and then running with it. Um, and so it's something you've done, something that's been done to you, something you've seen, it's just a scar or a mark. Uh, or maybe it's just your imagination just coming up with junk. And uh, we like to blame the devil you know get you know i bind the devil i bind the devil and maybe sometimes it's the devil but i bet 95 percent of the time it's your soul uh just coming up and and and, and coming into uh, a place that it may have used to used to have in your life or maybe you've never dealt with this so as believers and especially as an encounter culture as someone as a group of people who are going to go after the lord and really do this thing you know we've talked about before uh in yourself, commanding your spirit to come to the front and, and establish your spirit man as the authority in your life, submitted to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then your soul and your body actually submit uh, to your spirit man. And so that's a that's a, a reality and a thing. If you haven't, if you don't understand that, we can talk some after that. Uh, John wrote a book about it that I've read that is really amazing. Uh, but we need to understand what it is to live from our spirit, and what that means is. Because uh, right, if before you've done that, I guarantee you, your soul is in dominance over your spirit. And I've even seen like a picture, like a word picture, um, before when I've been praying like this. And it's like if your, your spirit was like this orb, this really cool deal. It's like the size of a car, and my soul had become like a um, like a growth over the top of it, almost like a cataract over this this uh, this crystal was really what it looked like. And souls aren't evil, so I'm not talking about that. But uh, we, we have our place and our position. When we allow our soul to live and overshadow and cover our spirit, we will continue to live from these places of woundedness and brokenness. What needs to happen? And we'll read this in a little bit. But in Hebrews 4.12, um, you can turn there because so we'll, we'll read it. But it, it, God comes in. And with his word, with his written and spoken word, he comes in and he divides between our soul and our spirit. And there needs to be a division that happens, that separates, that like pops, that dislocates our soul from overshadowing our spirit so that we can begin... To live from our spirit man, and the cool thing, and how you do that is you first recognize and see who the Father is. And you look and behold, you gaze. Psalm twenty-seven. You gaze, you look, you gaze, you ask, you inquire, you require of Him. You behold Him, uh, and then your your spirit, your soul, and your body get to see a reflection, get to see the image of who He is, and then you'll go, wow, you know, holy, 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 wow, wow, wow. Um, and then you receive that and then your spirit comes up into that place because where does it say that you're seated? The word says that you're in Christ. That you're seated in Christ in heavenly places. It says that Christ is seated in the bosom of the Father in the heart of the Father. So spiritually speaking, your reality is you're seated next to Christ, in Christ, in the Father. And so whenever you look and behold and gaze him, that's your position in him. It's him, but it's him all around. It's him, him around you. It's you sewn into his side. And so whenever you see that, and then you uh, authorize or command your spirit man to take up that position that you're a king and you're a priest in the order of Melchizedek forever, just as Jesus is, that you step into that place. Um, And then when you do that, then you can say to your soul and to your body, submit to my spirit. Because look at my spirit, he looks like the Father. He looks like the Son, he looks like Holy Spirit. And so soul, body, submit to my spirit. And when you do that and you live in that place and you stay in that place, your spirit and your body want to submit to that reflection, that image of God. Um, But that's a, as we're shifting from being controlled, or really living out of our soul, it's a transition and it's a shift uh, that we have to work out in practice. It's practical, it's a spiritual thing, but it's a very practical thing as we shift into our soul being submitted to our spirit and our spirit taking that dominant place and then our body submitting to our spirit as well. And it's really, 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 really good. And it's really amazing, but it's really, 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 really hard. Not because it's difficult, but because we become used to and comfortable with our soul is determining what we do, and what we say, and what we think. And so just even that, with me mowing, it was an hour and plus of me fighting my soul and really living out of my soul. I was fighting my soul with my soul, which you can tell why like, that didn't work. Um, and then the second I stepped into that place of the spirit, then it's just done and it's easy. But it's hard because I spent an hour and a half doing that. Why? Because I'm used to it, because it's where I've lived. That's what I've done, that's what i functioned out of. And so there is a transition um, that, that that needs to take place but it's okay because it's not just one prayer that you pray but there's a process and there's many processes and we're going to talk about one thing that we can do today that things really practical that can help but we need to enter into this because it's worth it I don't know, Like you you know you guys have, it's worth it to, to to walk this stuff out and we still all are uh, but it's difficult because it's pushing down We're comfortable in our soul. We're just comfortable in our soul. And that's all there is to it. Um, I want to read that Hebrews 4.12. Because this gives a biblical. It backs me up. The Bible backs me up. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God speaks. It is alive and full of power. Making it active operating energizing and effective it is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the soul and of the spirit and the amplified adds here um, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life in the immortal spirit between the joints and the marrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing sifting analyzing judging the very thoughts and the purposes of the heart and this is a fun, fun, fun process to take on, because like you just, that's pretty detailed. There's a lot of things going on right there. It takes a little bit of time to work through these things. Uh, but look, God's gracious and He's good and He's kind, but man, i have just excited to step into the process of it. Uh, but there needs to be a dislocating, a separating of the dominance of our soul, uh, release our spirit, look at Him, make that whole arrangement in and that, in that, um, that shift to happen there. And it's because we've got to live from our spirit man and not be controlled um, by our soul and this is going to shift everything and so when, I, when uh, the word new but even going back to those structures i think that's where a lot of those things are rooted and so you're going to be amazed at whenever you live from your spirit how many how much you don't know because you've learned to do things a certain way and you have to relearn how to relate to people how to relate to the father, how to deal with conflict, how to deal with frustration, how to deal with this, how to just deal with life. It's like, oh, I know nothing again and uh, get to relearn everything again. But this is a good way because there's so much fruit out of it uh, and it really, really is easy and good. Uh, And I want to be one, you know, that's one of my my prayers and I know it's you guys' heart as well, but I want to be one that the Lord can trust with not just earthly uh, like milk, like baby things, I don't want to be one that he can trust with, with stuff that's on his heart, with heavenly things, with just mature, uh, son, king, priest, lord things. Like I believe it was a conversation with Nicodemus, right? We're talking about him about how to be born again. And he's like, "What are you talking about? Like I got to go back in and then come out again?" And it's like, "No, I'm not going to do that." And Jesus says something really interesting. It's like, if this blows your mind. And you can't even understand this and this is an earthly thing, then how am I supposed to tell you like the good stuff, like the heavenly things? And it's like, man, I wanna I wanna get out of this small <clears throat> understanding and be one that's trusted with him because I wanna know what's really on his heart. Like I think that much of what we teach, much of what I've heard, you know, even growing up in church is really just the it's just the beginning, the beginning foundational things, but we'll never seem to be able to come up out and into real things with him you know we're just stuck in these loops of milk over and over and over and i love that stuff and it's really good but i want to grow in maturity with him and i think this is a way to do it as we uh, begin to live from our spirit to renew our mind um, to really be someone that can be trusted with the thoughts of the father and so i want to read this from the passion translation so you can write it down and check it out but if you're in a regular translation it's not going to match up well at all so Maybe easier for you guys to listen to this one, but it's Second Corinthians ten, chapter ten, verse three, and we'll read a couple verses. It says, For although we live in a natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized and divine with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which we hide. As a powerful sentence, I'll read it again. For though we live in the natural realm for this moment, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. And so, I don't even want us. don't even want us to see this. Um, from like me versus you, or you versus someone else in your life. I want you to see this like your spirit relating to your soul, or you relating to your thoughts and kind of the patterns in your mind. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insistence that bows in obedience to the uh, to the anointed one. i read that again. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance to the, of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow down in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. I want to read it in this way because it even gives in the footnotes an interesting uh, perspective. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion that rises up within us, within our thoughts, within our actions, within our emotions, our feelings, our motives, our choices, our continue on the list. Mr. Bobby, would you help? Oh, you already did. Awesome, awesome. Bobby's on it, man. Thank you, Bobby. Okay, so don't freak out. This is a little intense, but this is a really awesome picture. So, what do we do? Uh, we we have spiritual weapons that are mighty to be able to deal with this stuff, and we're in the and we'll we, we'll pray this at the end if if you guys haven't done that before. But just the initial um, looking to Him, uh, seeing Him and then calling our spirit man to take up that position for our soul and our body to come and that. Once we've done that, that's awesome. That's frankly the easy part. And then so how do we work that out in our, in our day-to-day life? Um, and we didn't even get into it and, and, and I probably won't, uh, but our imaginations are much more than just uh, uh, things that we encourage our kids to do because they're inconveniencing us with their energy, uh, um, which is much what I realize as a parent now that we do but uh you're just inconvenient to me but it's more than just a kid thing and it's more than just play time but our imaginations are powerful spiritual tools and gifts that the Lord gives us to interact and engage with us and I, I say uh, this right now I've experienced more seeing uh, in the spirit seeing with the Lord in my imagination than I have in stuff that's like what I'm looking at with you guys but we've got to give mm-hmm. Over the fact that this is a natural realm and there's a spirit realm that we already exist in and we already function in that's more real than what we're looking at, what we're feeling. But this is just a dimension, this is just an expression uh, of a reality, and it's just one of many that the Lord has. And so I think our imagination is much more than what we've given it credit for being it's much more of a gift than what we've used it for. But it needs serious redemption, it needs serious sanctification because the imagination is the playground of the enemy and I know now it's not just guys anymore uh, but for guys and, and many ladies as well uh, you you want to know why uh, through media and through what we see with our eyes it's after that thing and specifically with the sexual stuff like pornography. And even now, like most of the things on network TV are like soft pornography, and it's everywhere. But it's, it's, it's seeding um, our imagination, and it's become the playground of the enemy. And so the church has shut it down, and it's saying, like, bad, evil, go away. When it's really a gift, and we just need to get in there, open up the doors, <clears throat> dust everything off, let the light of God come in and redeem and restore and heal uh, what's, what's really a tool for us to engage and to see with God, and, um, and I don't think that we will be able to express or uh, engage with Him in the way that He wants to express Himself without uh, tapping into and working with our imagination. Because I really think that's the, that's the beginning place of us seeing and being with Him. And so, all that to say, when we're praying, we're engaging, we're trying to encounter, and these things are popping up, for the most part, they're popping up in our imaginations. It's the things we've done. that has been done to us. the stuff that we've seen. If you know, For guys, I think this is going to be a huge, interesting deal. We just need the power of God to come in and, and really do some massive work in, in breaking and healing and restoring. Uh, because when, uh, when you've sown, when you've traded into iniquity and sin on the level that many guys have, have sown into and traded into uh, pornography and, and using imagination for just straight up wickedness. Uh, we, we really need the light of God to come in, the life of God to come in and breathe. And so I know that's a guy. I know it's a guy issue. I'd say most, if not ninety-nine percent of guys right now, uh, are dealing with that. And the statistics of like when children are exposed to pornography for the first time, it's almost close to five years, you know, of age. And so it's like a huge issue. And there's iPhones and iPods floating around. I mean, it's not going anywhere. So we need to learn how to deal with this. Um, and so I know. Uh, from 80s as well. The, the imagination is just used uh, for so many different things. So you're praying and you're, you know, God, I want to see you. And when they counter you, uh, no one to freak out and scream here. <laughs> I want to know you. And then, boom, you see just garbage. And I tried to, it was a little scary and didn't work. I tried to cover up his face a little bit. But, and so with this image, something like just dumb and stupid and totally ruins everything and crushes what's going on and so i just want to use this as like a like don't see what's on there but what what in your life and even now let's just pick something because we're going to walk through this Whenever something's popping up, or maybe something's popped up this morning, a past thing, or a sin, or just an issue you're dealing with, or an imagination, and so I don't want to use, I don't want to dwell on it, and I don't want to like engage with it. But just hold that thing kind of right here, and uh, you know, the word's just really practical. Uh, and, and there's so much. I just know for me, there's so much stuff, and so it can get overwhelming. It's like the the hours I've spent doing stupid stuff, you know, in sin. It's like, or how. If it's not just done in a snap, if it's not just gone in the blink of an eye, how do I even begin to deal with the, the, that stuff, those things I've engaged with? And I know they're forgiven, so we're not talking about, again, whether you're going to hell, whether it's a forgiven sin or not. But those things are in there, and I know they're in there because when I go and seek after him, and I'm just right at that moment of like, this is amazing, and then boom, this thing pops up. But we're not held captive by our souls, and we're not held captive by our memories these things that have happened to us. And so I just want to show a real practical thing that we can do that will uh, just help and aid in, 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 uh, in redeeming these things. And so, really, what we're going to do is when these things come up, we are going to, uh, it's the same, it's really the same process of repentance. Is whenever there's a sin that's happened, or a, we're going to say a memory that's come up, the first thing you do is you bring it into the light of your Father. And we need to understand as believers that we're we're saved, we're we're sealed in Him, we're redeemed, we're we're made holy and righteous and pure. With Ephesians four, we're Godlike in righteousness and holiness. This is our spiritual state. And so when these things come up, there's a clash, and there's kind of an invitation or opportunity about where you really see yourself. And I know that can be a struggle sometimes. But we need to see, and it's going to help as our spirits are in dominance over our soul, but we need to see ourselves in the reality that we are like Him. You know, 1 John 4, uh, this is 7 or 10, but in, in, you know, as He is, so are we in this earth. You know, like when I see Jesus, I see or re- I'm a reflection of Him. And so even when something gross pops up in my mind, I need to know this is not me. This has been dealt with. This has been covered. We're still going to do something with this. Because the sin's been covered, that that issue, but that memory and that seed is still there. But I am the righteousness of Christ. I am in him. I am healed, Hold. He loves me. And so that we need to separate those two. And you know you've done that or you're doing that whenever you're able to quickly bring it into the light and just bring it before him. Uh, and so when these things pop up, our immediate response is not, you know, oh, I ruined everything and now I have to go, you know, speak in tongues for 30 minutes to get back to where I was. But it's just like. I started getting exciting, excited when these things are popping up because this is really awesome. So when it pops up, we bring it into the light and say, Father, my goodness, uh, you've covered this thing, but this memory is still there. We have memory banks. Like, and so inside of you, you, have, you literally have um, a place where memories and where experiences are held, and there are things that sit on places of authority within that that place inside of you. And we need to pull down some of this stuff and put up the goodness of God into those places. Because um, there's some really interesting scriptures about how we pray without ceasing and how we meditate on Him day and night. And, uh, and we can actually do that. That's not just poetic language, but that's really something the Lord's bringing us into. But we've got to deal with some of this mess that's in the mix, that's that's uh, muddy our waters. But when we have clean water, we can literally be in worship and be engaging with him every second of the day, all the time, whether you're consciously thinking about something or not. You're just, you're in worship, you're in uh, adoration, you're just in his presence. You're every, your whole being is inside of him. So when this thing pops up, we're gonna bring it before the father to say, expose this into your life Lord. look at this thing. And then uh, I know for me, because I've been saved for so long, it's really like, I don't even know if I dealt with that. I know in the moment, maybe I was like, oh, Lord, forgive me for doing that. But I don't know if I really, really dealt with that. So that's the next thing I've been doing, is just when these things pop up and I'm not sure, just like, Lord, I just wanna come back and, and I'm sure I asked for forgiveness at some point, but I just really wanna ask you to come in and clean this this thing out. And I just really uh, do repent for whatever this is and, and grieve that I would do that thing. And, and also agree with it, like, yeah, I did do that. Like I'm not hiding this thing from you or from anybody but I really did engage with this deal, and so we're, uh, we already know, we've, I won't go through that whole process, but we know what He does with that, and He completely uh, covers it, He restores it, but we still have this image, and so when we've done that, and we're in this point of the process, uh, what He does is He literally comes, and we say it, it's a Christianese term, cover it in your blood, wash it in your blood, you know, whatever. Uh, which can sound really weird to people who don't go to church because we're really like we like blood a lot you know that's strange Uh, but he does that and we just say it because we've grown up in church but do we even understand what that really means and so this is a really cool deal i've heard from someone bob would you mind coming up here real quick just holding this so it doesn't fall thank you so i just want to do that and you can just even imagine that because I, I've, I heard this from somebody, and it's just really awesome, this, this deal, so I've been doing it, and I've, I've done this for myself, as you can see. Um, but give your soul something to work with, like an imagery to work with. So we say he covers it in his blood, but what does that really mean? And I think it's so easy to get so spiritual with stuff that we just say the right things, but we don't like feel it, we don't like resonate or able to grab onto it, because we've never given ourselves something to work with, and so I want to cover this junk. In blood and so when we're doing this with the Lord this is what he's coming in and doing he's literally and I love to as I've been doing this stuff with him uh, he's not in a hurry to do stuff even like this because I was doing this the other day and I thought man this takes forever you know (laughs) when I say it in the prayer I'm just like covering your blood and I want to move on and I think we want microwave God he wants relationship and intimacy with us. And as you guys that are married know, intimacy and relationship take time, mm-hmm. often much more time than we would selfishly want to give to it. But there's something just cathartic and good about seeing the process of him painting over something and covering it. And the really cool thing is, as you start to cover something, as he comes in, and I've done both, you know, when I first did this, uh, I saw him doing this, covering it as his blood, he was painting it, uh, you know, God's really creative, he's really expressive, and the thing about creative people is they don't want copycats, like creative people, expressive people don't like a bunch of people around them to be exactly like they are, like creative people are weird, and they like it that way, and God's super creative, he's pretty weird and so the next time I started doing this he did it the first time and then he gave me uh, the brush and I got to come in and do it my way but it's with him because I'm in him so when I do something he loves to just do it with me I do stuff with him and it's not about doing it right or whether I messed anything up but he's creative and he's expressive and so he loves to see expressions of creativity himself giving this over to him, we're just covering it in the blood, covering it in his forgiveness, in his redemptive power, in his life. thing is when we cover up, we thank you Bobby, when we apply the blood to these memories <clears throat> and to these experiences and to the seeds that are there on the inside of us. Um, obviously you can't see what's behind there anymore. It's so a totally, it's just done and I've really seen that that um, where you kind of have a, uh, a merry-go-round sometimes of experiences in your past as I've been doing this, it's like, as I do it, it's almost, I could probably go back in there. It's kind of like the word when he throws your sin as far as the east is from the west, um, and he forgets. And it's like, well, he's God, so does he really forget? It's like, I think it's an issue of choosing, but it's in the power position to forget. And it's like, but anything I've done this to has not come back into that merry-go-round of stuff. Like it's done, like you don't do this, it's not a joke. There's a spiritual, exchange that's going on whenever we're doing this with him and he's doing it well, we're doing it but we're together doing it and that thing is like it's out of that place and it's redeemed and it's whole uh, and it's righteous and, uh, and so that's that's one experience that's one memory maybe that's one night of something stupid you did in college and that's one time you know you yelled at your kids or whatever that's like one thing and so when I started doing it first I was like wow this is amazing and I thought Oh no, there's so many. (laughs) How, How often, you know, good Lord. And to be pure and righteous before him. But again, he's not a, he's not a microwave. Christianity is not a microwave. This is like intimacy. This is investing. This is walking with him in purity and with righteousness and holiness. And I want to be a pure vessel, which means I'm just going to go through and really handle some stuff. Um, and so really in the prayer and, I, and, and what i've been praying is for you know I, so i don't obviously I don't i don't physically do this every time I, that would be a lot of money these things are like five hours a piece so i uh but i'm, I'm bringing it before him i'm covering it in his blood and now that i've done it and seen it it's like i am seeing it happen uh, and sometimes it's quick and sometimes it's so like this is just you in relationship with the father this isn't like how long something's supposed to take but the, when i did it for real I was like oh this is like a this is a process you know this is kind of getting in there but the more you do it you know and the more that reality you know, you can grab onto that thing and it's real in you as you're doing the spiritual business with the lord and give it to him we cover it in his blood i just ask for forgiveness or kind of work through that depending on whether i feel like um, i've ever done that with that instance or maybe it's just something dumb that we don't need to do that for if it's an imagination or something like that uh, and then just ask him to uh, to cover it and then to remove uh, the record of it on the inside of me, and and there's a, uh, you know, Etienne the shared it this way and just really looking through uh, the biblical reality of dust in the spirit, um, so asking him to remove the dust in the spirit. and Dust is is the record of the testimony of the enemy. It is something he can read and work and play in. This is God gave the uh, Satan or the serpent to the dust of the earth, and so it's like his playground, and so. Uh, we ask, or I ask, that He would remove the dust of that thing uh, out of my life in the spiritual realm. That there would be no records, that the enemy wouldn't be able to walk by and see this thing's covered, but there's still all this residue and leftover testimony on my on my life or my uh, soul for Him to come and work with. Or you know, there's no trace left o- over uh, where it, what it used to be. Um, and then you know we talked about it on wednesday anytime you come into these types of transactions with the word you're trading we we trade into sin we also get to trade into him and so when i give him something like this he always gives something back and i promise you what he gets back way better than what we're giving over to him and Mm -hmm. so it's really it can seem overwhelming when you think about it in one way but then it's like look how much the lord wants to give me and all i get to do is just bring him junk and garbage and dust and he gives me Jewels and treasurers and crowns and, and faithfulness and goodness and truth, and uh, then it gets really, really, really exciting. And I've seen the more and more. I've done this thing, memory by memory, experience by experience. As it's being brought up, I'm not going and looking for stuff. I'm not sin or shame hunting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just when it's coming up and when it's happening, um, just dealing with it and learning and doing better. Because um, like the mowing thing, it took me a little while, but. Um, it's, it's been faster and faster, but really just giving these things over to Him. Uh, and it's been really, really, really good. And, and, I, and I know it's just it's giving something, it's giving the Father something that He can work with. And that I know is a purity coming day by day, experience by experience. And I'm being not just a spiritual reality of, in His image, but now I'm like working it out and really administrating His kingdom and His goodness in my life. And so we're giving realms and spheres of influence, and the first one is you. And so if you can't administrate his kingdom and his government in you, don't worry about trying to do it to somebody else or trying to do it to another group of people. We're called to do this over nations, do this over the earth, to do this over the cosmos, uh, over all of creation. But we first have to have been faithful in, within us to administer his kingdom. Of light is kingdom of goodness uh, the kingdom of God into our souls and into our bodies uh, and so this is huge in our development as sons and daughters and it's it's really key to where we're going uh, because for this region is our region i mean he's given this to us as sons and daughters there's a specific mandate and calling on this church is eastgate for this region for the dfw area and more we need to be stepping into that, we need to do those things, but before we step out into our Jerusalem and Samaria and the ends of the earth, we have to, we have to, be in, we have to do in here and hear. we have to apply this into our family life as well. Because uh, he doesn't want us to just do cool stuff, he wants us to be healthy, whole, mature sons and daughters of his that are going to fall apart whenever he gives us bigger regions or states or nations, uh, but because we've worked it out. And, and gone from the inside out, that we're growing and stepping into this thing. Um, and it's been just really, really good. So does that help? Is that good? This applies, applies to our minds, our memories, our imagination, and our past. And so I just encourage you guys as, uh, to use this as a tool. Um, and the fruit of it is is amazing. The fruit of it is really being able to meditate on him and stick with him and, um, and this all ties back into uh, our spirit man being in, in authority over our soul and over our body as well and I just think we haven't even um, we haven't even talked about or tapped into the, the possibilities uh, that come out of our spirit man running the show what that means. I think we're comfortable, maybe a little bit, with what that means to our soul, but I think it has some impacts and implications on our bodies as well, um, and as well as the people around us. And so this is just really, really, really good. So I just want to pray. Uh, I want to pray through this, like like I've been doing, if it helps you at all, and then you know, maybe Tom will close this out. So Father, I just we just want to bring to you uh, something, Lord, a thought, uh, an imagination, or if we've already done one, uh, we we'll just bring another one up uh, before you, or so whatever you, uh, it is that you want to deal with, or this isn't just uh, casual things. Even though um, you do bring up casual stuff, maybe just something flippant we said and didn't even realize what what happened or what we were saying or where it was coming from out of our heart. But you also bring up like deep things. Uh, you bring up. Experiences like stuff that's even been uh, done to us, maybe that we done that we did at a really young age, or these deep, deep, deep heart things uh, that we don't even realize are there sometimes, or that you even want to uh, redeem and restore this. So we just bring whatever that is before you, Lord, and we just bring it into the light. Or we come into uh, you're the father of lights, and we're children of lights. Or we just step into the light and say, Look, Father, if this, this thing uh, I didn't even know it was there, or I didn't deal with it at the time, or Lord, I just bring this into the light because I love you and and I want to be in the light. I want to live in the light. Lord, we just ask you now to cover this thing, to remove this blemish and this mark off of uh, our memory bank or off of our soul, off of our our mind and our emotions, whatever it is, Lord, that you just wash it and cover it and paint it in your blood, or that we couldn't see through it and we couldn't bring it up and deal with it anymore. Lord, we literally give you uh, this thing, this memory, emotion, experience, this past thing, whatever it is, Lord, and we, we, we release any claims or holds onto it, Lord, that you bought this and you purchased it with your blood, and it's yours now, so you get to do what you want with it, Lord, you get to cover it all up with your blood, you get to bring uh, redemption to that time, Or even if it's something in our past. Or that not only will we just cover it up and make it go away because you don't cover things in shame or you you redeem or you wash in your blood and so forth. if it's a past thing uh, that you would even go with us show us in that moment or where you were what you were thinking in the midst of that or that you never leave us or forsake us but you're always there uh, even in the darkest places when we didn't think you were, And so, Lord, as we bring in this thing and cover it in your blood, that you would even go in and show us uh, your faithfulness and your goodness in the midst of uh, of this issue and this matter, that you are always there, that you've always loved us, Lord, and you've always been faithful. Or to just apply, you're not bound by time. You can come in and even just show us. We can apply your goodness into that thing, and so not just cover it up in shame or cover it up so we don't have to see it anymore but really it gets like redeemed and those experiences those places where that where there was uh immorality or impurity where you bring purity in to bring purity into that moment or into that situation into that memory where there where there was a, a violation of us or of, of you or your goodness or someone else where that you come in and and bring righteousness and restore in those places Lord Lord we begin to see from your eyes see these moments from your eyes we're not in shame or condemnation but from the eyes of a loving father from the eyes of a a father who's always waiting at the end of the road when his sons or daughters run away. What a father who's waiting expectantly for reconciliation, for right relationship, who desires and longs for um, closeness and nearness and intimacy. Lord. So we just give you this thing, one that you painted and covered in your blood, that you've washed and redeemed, that you've gone into that. Moment again, and restored, and showed us where you were, and, and, and what was happening, Lord, and what your heart was in that in that matter, or that you even healed our hearts, healed our minds, healed our souls, or even our bodies in moments where things have happened, because you're not bound by time, Lord. And we ask, we thank you for that, and just ask that you remove, Lord, all the record, all the residue, Lord, all the Implications of that thing, of that moment, of that sin or imagination or thing that happened to us or that we did, or that you would remove it, or the dust uh, from that issue out of our lives, or out of our spirit, out of our soul, off of our body, or that it would have no rights uh, in to come in and, and insist that we work a certain way or that we do a certain thing because of, of that moment. That you don't just heal the moment, but you heal everything in between. And you remove the, the, the learned behavior that may have come out of some of these moments. And so, Father, we just thank you uh, that that's done in Jesus' name. We thank you that uh, your blood speaks a better word. We thank you that this we're in your presence and in your glory that our whole being just comes into more of who you are? Or does we give you more and more and more of ourselves? Or as we give you more and more and more of our mind, our will, our emotions, or our bodies? Or we give you more and more and more that we would more and more step into who you are, step into looking more like you are? That you've called us to be Releasers of your life and of your light, or to literally resonate, to be in tune and in frequency with you, your sound, or and that we would shift uh, everything that we're around just by who we are, and just even our whole bodies just resonate with life and with truth. Or we would speak as you direct us to speak to people but where we would even begin to shift workplaces more than grocery stores and our homes and in relationships just because there's such a a reality of who you are that's beginning to come on the inside of us as we give you more of ourselves and you give us more of who you are or we just look more and more and more like you and it's going to affect the world around us it is going to affect all of creation so we just thank you we thank you that you do it all through the place of love and intimacy. Or do you do it all through the place of first love? Or do you just want relationship with us? You just want to know who we are, and you want us to know who you are. So we just thank you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: Hey, I just, um, just real quick, I. I I want to invite. We're gonna we'll share this, and then I want to invite you guys to come to the front and um, for prayer. And John, Suzanne, if you guys could uh, come up and and uh, and just we'll just kind of linger around after uh, we'll release. And you guys need prayer, come on up. But the beautiful thing about um, this uh, is what Jesus did for us was so that we could actually have fellowship with one another. You're know, reminded of First John says this, it says if we confess our sins he's faithful to forgive us but also before that he says if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another so you know he knows what we're doing, he knows He knows everything, like there's nothing you can hide from him right, and um, when you see this in a community where people are mm-hmm. actively engaging um, and they're bringing things to, to the light and, and um, not just like, you know, there's, there's a what I'm beginning to learn is when the Lord brings things to light in my life uh, when I, or ultimately, going to him first. Bible says we confess our sins to one another, and that's really that's really a fruit of knowing that that we've confessed to our high priest. We know he's faithful to forgive us. And sometimes the finishing on the fruit of that is actually going and sharing it before somebody, and, and actually with from a place of saying, hey, you know what, this thing doesn't have any power over me anymore because I know the fruit of that I know I've been forgiven is I it's in the light. And now, because I can confess it before somebody and not be shameful or fearful about it, has no control over me. So what I'm learning is that those things that we don't want people to know, um, you know, you, they can just go through your go through your mind. That's the things I think the Lord really wants to shed His light on as well. And um, and the fruit of that is, come on, is that we get to walk in the light as He is in the light. And then we're going to, we have fellowship with one another. What's the body of Christ going to look like when we mature? This is where the Lord's calling us into perfection, which is another word of maturity, where we're all just a company of people walking in the light and saying, oh, it just feels so good to walk in the light. Amen. So you guys want to just stand with
0: me? Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about
1: our community, please visit our website at eastgatetx.